Next on BYU Sports Nation, picking up the pieces. Where does BYU go from here after the shutout at Michigan? ESPN's Trevor Maddich and former Raider Spencer Hadley gives us their thoughts on what they saw on Saturday. Plus, we'll tell you the East Carolina versus BYU kick time. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. What is up? Monday, September 28th, BYU Sports Nation is live, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jerem Jordan alongside Brian Logan on this Monday after the Michigan game. It was a it was Michigan game. Utah maybe had its best win in the regular season ever. The Blood Moon. This is the end of the world. Take me up now. I was. That's waiting. how I felt about the weekend. I was waiting. <laughs> I was waiting, man. You know, us as Christians, you know, maybe this may be getting to doctrine and, and whatnot, but you believe in the rapture, like you said, take me up. Yes. And so you know how there's this. this I was this, waiting for it. You know, there's this thought where <laughs> where like you know you, you don't uh, know if you're if you're sinning or if you're not living right. You don't know if you'll be taken up, but you always know the little kids would be. So there's like three or four times you I were went, watching I, your son. <laughs> like, is he floating? <laughs> Is he gone yet? Is he gone? Uh, No? Okay, cool. I'm still good. We mentioned the BYU-East Carolina kick time uh, generally 13 days before that game. uh, That's announced. So BYU and East Carolina is set uh, for 7.30 Eastern time on ESPNU on October 10th. That is the homecoming game. That is not uh, an uh, 10.15 Eastern kick like I predicted last night on Twitter. So that's a win for everybody. It's an East Coast team. Maybe they want to get them on TV a little earlier. That's good. So countdown to kickoff live at uh, 6.30 Eastern. On October 10th, nice. UConn Friday, the next Saturday, BYU versus East Carolina, who just beat Virginia Tech, by the way. Are, are they, a good team. Are, is BYU, are we doing anything for that, for homecoming? I think I said this multiple times we, that we've we, had, who, we, like the university? Like, yeah, like the university, like BYU. Yes, like, homecoming. David but, Archuleta in the Merritt Center, dude. But what's, oh, oh, okay. Cool. That's all I had to say, <laughs> David Archuleta, and you're, you're uh, good? Okay, I was just wondering, you know, yeah. I, I was always clowning. The university for not really doing anything special, I guess. At least when I played. Archuleta is special in the hearts and minds of men. There was just nothing ever. It was just like homecoming. I was like, okay. Speaking of special, special show tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Basketball Media Day is tomorrow. And if you missed it, 7.30 Eastern time on ESPNU, BYU and East Carolina on the 10th. We'll talk to Dave Rose tomorrow on the show. Kyle Collinsworth. Chase Fisher. We'll see if he got a haircut. He wore a headband in uh, Spain. And Jordan Chapman is coming off a retro. Honor code issue. You cut your hair. He looks nice, by the way. I cut my hair, yeah. Thank you. I'm going to go as short as you next time. Don't do that. That's, nope. (laughs) You wouldn't look good with a black guy haircut. Okay. Just saying. We'll talk about it later. (laughs) And coming up near the top of the hour, for those watching on BYU TV, we will send you to live coverage of Elder Richard G. Scott's funeral in Salt Lake City. BYU Radio will carry the entirety of of today's BYU Sports Nation. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU loses 31 to nothing at Michigan. The Cougars in 2 and 2 are 2 and 2 out of September. BYU hosts UConn Friday night. Coverage begins at 9 Eastern on BYU TV with countdown to kickoff. Cougars in the NFL. Alani Fua had a tackle in the Arizona Cardinals 47 to 7 win over the San Francisco 49ers. Sorry, I'm a Niners fan. It was a tough weekend for you. Yeah, it was bad. I couldn't see the Blood Moon. BYU lost. The Niners lost. The Raiders won. The Blood so Moon sad. was Cardinal Red. Yeah, I can see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ziggy Ansa had three tackles, and Kyle Van Noy had a tackle in the Lions 24 to 12 loss to Denver. I'll share some good news. Uh, number six, women's soccer beat Long Beach State 2-1 Saturday night. They continue to play really well. Vasconcelos and Madero scored for the Cougars, who are now ranked number four 
in top drawer soccer's rankings. So I guess I got to go back to the bad news. 10th ranked women's volleyball lost in four sets to Santa Clara Saturday afternoon. BYU hosts LMU Tuesday at 9 Eastern on ESPNU. Brian Logan, the harbinger of bad news. <laughs> With that in mind, rise and shout. What's You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. <sighs> Where to begin? What happened Saturday at Michigan was one of the lowlights in BYU football history. A 31 to nothing loss at Michigan as a ranked team, 105 yards of total offense. Just a third shutout for BYU's offense in the last 42 seasons. It was bad. There's no avoiding it. I don't see hardly any positives out of this situation. So what in the world happened, Brian Logan, in Ann Arbor on Saturday? Bro, if I could sum all this up, I, I think the visual that was going through my mind was uh, maybe like your, your, your worst high school enemy uh, and, and maybe rival uh, walked up to your door, boom, kicked it in. Stole your sandwich, turned your TV off, took your Xbox controller, and then uh, grabbed your your girlfriend on the way out. That's exactly how I felt. For as me, that was as... Bingham in high school. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I felt, man. I felt that the game was just way out of control, and BYU couldn't really do anything about it. I feel like you know, from a like a man to man, yeah, uh, you know, perspective, uh, they were a, they were like a little boy. Yeah, it was tough. It, it really was tough. BYU didn't turn the ball over and lost 31 to nothing. It wasn't like turnovers were generating points. Um, BYU couldn't move the ball. They were outmanned right. in uh, every facet of the game. It was, a tough, it was tough to swallow for BYU fans because BYU was thinking, we've got a shot at the New Year's Six. If we can run the table, this is a winnable game. New Year's uh, Six? What? You got to think bigger than that, homie. I was thinking national championship. W- with a loss, that was out of the question, Brian. So that mm-hmm. brings us to today's Twitter question because BYU's got to turn around quickly. What do you want improved the most by BYU Friday versus UConn? Use the hashtag BYUSN. What do you want improved the most by BYU Friday versus UConn? So there's a lot of stuff we could discuss. So let's narrow this down. Uh, one, by the way, it's not the end of the world. BYU's two and two out of September. During the summer, I said two would be good with Taysom Hill. They got two with Tanner Mangum, essentially. And my son is still here, so we're good. And your son's not <laughs> caught up in uh, what many Christians call the rapture. Um, now, now, we, now we look at... What I'm going to throw out some things, Brian, and let's discuss. Is this a long-term issue, or was this a single event against Michigan? Okay, Rush defense. This is a long-term issue. I agree. You, you saw against UCLA some of the same issues. Two ninety-six. Yeah, some of the same issues that carried away uh, carried over uh, against Michigan. Guys not tackling and staying in their rush lanes. This is something that has to be fixed. Like five years ago. Absolutely. I agree. It, 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 when it happens multiple times, I go, okay, there's a trend. If it just happens once, I go, okay, that was one time. Like, yeah. BYU's not going to lose 31 to nothing the rest of the season. I think people think BYU is the Michigan game. Well, BYU's not the Nebraska game. BYU's mm-hmm. not the Boise State game or even UCLA. Mm-hmm. There's some combination of that, a regression to the mean. But when you see things happen a couple of times, that's a pattern. Okay, another one. Um, the offensive line play. Protecting Tanner Mangum. It didn't seem like he had time to throw the ball hardly at all. And then BYU couldn't run the ball. Couldn't do no, anything on offense. No, nothing at all. I mean, to, to me, this is a short term, man. I mean, the, the offensive line, they've been doing, I think, a great job up until this point. Uh, from Not only from protecting Tanner, but even uh, with running, right? And and people may say, well, what are you talking about? They, they, the running game was a little bit sluggish in the beginning. I, I kind of blame that on the running backs. Not 
not pointing out in, anybody individually, but I just think the guys like Adam didn't have a lot of reps, and so now they're starting to become into their own, and you're starting to see them making more plays behind this offensive line. And so to me, this is something that short-term is something that, hey, I, I look, look at myself in the mirror. I just got punked. I just got beat. So I think this would be a quick fix. Uh, I don't see that this will be something to worry about down the road. A little bit of concern in the rush game, but the passing, I, I agree with you. BYU had protected Tanner Mangum pretty long. And then you see freshman moments where he's getting uncomfortable in the pocket and running yep. out where maybe there is a pocket, uh, but that's, that's all there. Let, let's talk about the receivers, okay? Trevor Maddich last week said, and we'll talk to Trevor Maddich of ESPN coming up, they had to beast the ball away. We did not see that. Long-term issue with the receivers, who I thought had been pretty good this year. Yeah. You know, I got to say this is long-term, man. You, you're starting to see it, I think, a little bit more and more uh, as the season progresses that, you know, guys aren't getting open, guys aren't going up and make – guys just flat out aren't making plays. I mean, you, you have certain guys that you can rely on, like a Devon Blackman that's going to give you a solid 10 yards – 15 yards there. And you and that's what you expect out yeah, of Devon. He only so, a good offensive play, a 14-yard yeah, catch, so which you, was tipped, and he made a great catch. Right. You, but you expect that out of Devon. You expect I expect him. it out of Mitch Matthews, who officially uh, isn't elite. I love Mitch. I love him as a guy. I think he's a very good receiver, but to call him elite, that's officially over. It's, I said after September we would know if he's elite. He's not elite. That doesn't mean he's not a very good receiver, though. But in a game like this, you go up against corners, one-on-one, didn't get open, not elite. Yeah, it, it, those are those are. I mean, to me, man, Nick and, and Mitch, those are guys I expect to be elite. I mean, we've yes, been, we've been joking, good but good receivers. I, I, I expect those guys to go up and make plays. I expect those guys to you know get off of press coverage, whatever the case is, man. I wish, I just wish I had just three inches of, of what they have. Just give me three. Just give me three of those things, and I feel like I would be amazing at at my ability or whatever the case is. And so when you look at it from that perspective, man, like there's no way in the world that you should have all this talent and then the size to go with it and not be able to to produce. I mean, to me, you are almost leaving your freshman quarterback out hanging. That's that's really that's really what you're doing. I, I feel like, and so yeah, I, I I this is this is something that needs to be cleaned up right now. This isn't Taysom where Taysom was like, you know what? Forget you guys. You don't want to get open. You're not getting the rock. I don't gotta throw you a rock. I'm just gonna tuck this thing and I'm gonna run it. Put the team on my back and then we'll go ahead and win. You guys stand out there, look pretty and block for me. And that's a good point. If if Travis Tuiloma, Jamal Williams, and Taysom Hill play in that game, I still think BYU loses by double digits in that game. It would have been tough. And the wide receivers are the playmakers on this BYU football team. They are the best group on either side of the ball, and they disappointed, weren't able to make plays. It doesn't, it doesn't help that Tanner Mangum did not have time to throw, right. uh, and which brings us to this. Tanner Mangum's play. Let's look at the stats from the game. 12 of 28, 55 yards passing. Hmm. Long-term issue or not? You know what? It's, 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 this is a short term with me. This is the first game that I've seen this kid rattled. Amen. Which is His freshman moment. The first snap, the first time he dropped back for a pass, he literally had the jitterbugs. And I was like, dude, did this kid drink five Red Bulls? Like, what is, what is going on? <laughs> Calm down, dude. You've been in way worse situations. Nebraska coming in, and, and, and you were calm. You were poised. And I think, like you said, Jeremy, these are just the ups and downs of a freshman. And, and for, for whatever reasons, from the start of the game, 
you know, he looked intimidated. He looked shaky. He just looked off. And, and obviously it didn't help that receivers weren't open and the offensive line didn't give him time. And give Michigan's defense credit. They were yep. really, really good. The most dominating part of that, even more than their offense. And Tanner Mangum is a freshman. I've, I, told, I said after the Nebraska game, I'm going to give him the entire season to grow up. There's going to be some losses. There are going to be some ups and downs. We saw that's, that will be the worst game Tanner Mangum plays in his BYU career, in my opinion. Period. 12 of 28, 55 yards. Yep. That will be the worst. So we've seen that end of it. That, luckily, in my opinion, that is over. And BYU as a team cannot produce anything offensively. In fact, it was the worst in a long time, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU's 105 yards of total offense versus Michigan were its fewest since 1974. Dude. That wasn't just a loss. That was a shutout, lowest amount of offense. I mean, you, you have to go back to the 70s to have BYU have similar performances in terms of shutouts. I know 03 and 75 and then offense 74. That was bad. It was really bad. You know how they say, you know, this this performance or that guy, he was, you know, Boo Boo Johnson. That's the first tier. <laughs> and then you go down to the next Boo-Boo tier. Boo Boo Johnson. Dudu Stevens. I can't even I, – I, there's nothing to even say – yeah, I can't even say, like, I, I don't even know what to say, man. And it, and it happened in the first half. I mean, BYU goes 0-0 in the second half. It didn't matter. I mean, th- there weren't any adjustments to even make BYU competitive. BYU did not even score. They could barely, yeah. BYU got the ball to Michigan's 43. That is the most inept I've seen the BYU offense in a game ever it, that it, I've ever seen. It literally looked like, like, the, te- like the offense, and, and maybe even the team, but more so the offense, just really didn't show up. And, it, you know, it, it reminded me a little bit, just a little bit of, of the Florida State game loss in 2009 where it was almost like this intimidation factor and guys were a little bit sluggish and, and expectations were really high. And it was kind of just this blur and this mixture of all these things with, with, which kind of led to not having a, a solid product on the field. meaning Solid meaning not even competitive, right? Because that's what it looked like. And that's what was disappointing. It wasn't like BYU was uh, you know, just barely outmatched and, went, and turnovers. and it was, it was a tough day. However, BYU plays Connecticut this Friday. Our Twitter question is this. What do you want to improve the most by BYU Friday versus Connecticut? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At BYU Clark, I want to see our receivers show some dominance over their defenders and our O-line give t- uh, Tanner Mangum time to sling it to them. Yeah, That's important. That's, off- it starts right there offensively. It's, it, it does, right? right? That's, that's where it's at. You know, one thing I, I want to say, too, and what, I, what I've noticed and gathered, I believe that this was BYU's worst performance of the year and probably will be the worst performance of the year. In, but I also believe that the this Bronco is... the era, in my opinion. Yes, yes. But I also believe that this was Michigan's best performance as well. Credit Michigan. They're, they're a good team. Perfect my goodness. Storm, man. And we are awaiting injury uh, updates on Adam Hine, Kyle Johnson, Micah Hanneman, Harvey Longy. There's someone else I'm forgetting. There, that's, that's an issue as well. Coming up, we'll talk to ESPN's Trevor Maddich. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation's happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Tune in tomorrow at 7.30 Eastern for Inside BYU Football. Get a look at how this team prepared for and recovers from the game at Michigan. It's reality TV. You have the highs of the Hail Marys. You have the lows of games like Michigan. This will be very interesting for fans to take a look at how players, coaches, and the program 
deals with a l- embarrassing loss. One thing to to lose, but an embarrassing loss like this. Our Twitter question today: What do you want to? What do you want improved the most by BYU Friday versus Connecticut? Keep the tweets coming using the hashtag BYUSN. Now joining us, ESPN College Football Analyst. He's a regular on Mondays. He is Trevor Maddich on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Trevor, where do we even begin with BYU and Michigan, in your opinion? Uh, we don't. There's very little you can learn from that game. There's some things, but the, the nature of the start of the season and the way that BYU had really left it all on the field after the first three games and, and what happened at Michigan, you can't really, for the most part, judge the team, its talent, its preparation based on that game. It was just a perfect storm, and it, it blew BYU up onto the rocks. And there are a few lessons to learn, but mostly it's a matter of coming out and finding a way to get their bodies recharged and restart the season. Trevor, if you're a coach and you're analyzing the film, and like you said, there's really nothing you can learn from or any takeaways from this game. Do you just come in on Monday and just throw that film out and say, hey, we're flipping the page and we're going to focus on UConn this Friday? I think you throw most of the film out. I think there's two things you look at, Brian. One is the receivers. The receivers needed to carry this team in a game like this. They were the one place where there was a physical advantage. Even though Michigan has pretty big physical defensive backs, BYU was bigger. They needed to be more physical because they were being covered in man coverage and challenged to beat that man coverage, and they did not do it. The receivers need to watch that tape in fine detail because every defensive backfield that they play from here till eternity is going to do what Michigan did to them until they prove that they can beat that physical man coverage. So the receivers need to watch this tape. Then the defense really needs to watch the first half especially because they tended to over-pursue. Michigan would start one direction, come back the other direction, and BYU defenders' legs were too tired to really stop and explode back the other way if they weren't in perfect position to start with. That was one of the reasons they got gashed so many times in the first half. So the defense could stand to look at some individual plays in the first half just to make sure they understand how to maintain those those lanes on the backside. And other than that, I would throw the rest of the tape away because other than that, I don't see a single thing that they can learn from it. Trevor, you've mentioned a couple of times now kind of fatigue and bodies and that kind of thing. Did BYU get worn out after the first three weeks? I mean, you go on the road for two, then a third game on the road. Is there something to that? Well, I think there there are two people that believe that, certainly. I believe that, and UCLA quarterback Josh Rosen believes that. He said that after the game last week. And But, but it makes sense because you look at the schedule they played. Nebraska, you're at Nebraska, Boise, at UCLA, at Michigan. The, the quality of those teams are very much like playing uh, the, the meat of an SEC schedule. And I'm not saying that those, those four teams are, you know, top SEC caliber teams, but then again, Michigan was brutally tough on the lines of scrimmage. UCLA, same way. Boise State, terrific at the line. Uh, Nebraska has a lot of big guys. And so you see BYU playing what, what amounts to the meat of a Power 5 conference schedule at the highest level without having the advantage of recruiting to a Power 5 team from a standpoint of, of depth. 
So SEC teams tend to have greater depth along the line because they've been there for a while, and so they get those kinds of recruits. Utah, it took them a few years to develop the kind of depth that they needed to compete year in and year out through a Pac-12 schedule. And now BYU in September has that kind of a schedule without the advantage of being able to recruit to it. So I think they were magnificent in those first three games. But I do believe that, that, that this Michigan game has a lot to do with the fact that they just they just got tired, and I do not blame them for that. The reason they were tired was because of the amazing effort they put in during the month of September. Trevor, with that being said, is this type of scheduling too much for BYU and, and this football program moving forward? It's not if they're able to win. See, in this game against Michigan, if they'd have been competitive somehow, they would they would just be awesome. Unfortunately, you know, they weren't, and it was quite the opposite. But I think they could still manage this kind of schedule. It's just hard to play these kinds of teams all in a row. If they were spread out more instead of playing these four in a row, then you'd see a different situation with BYU. It's one of the reasons that in the SEC, the week before the big rivalry games at the end of the season, Alabama and Auburn and Georgia and all those teams play an FCS school uh, before that, that rivalry game so that they can recharge. BYU didn't have the opportunity to recharge here. So it's not a matter of not being able to compete with these teams. They can. It's a matter of figuring out a way to schedule them so that they're not all in a row, four in a row. The problem there is that those teams can only play, most of them, these kinds of games with BYU early in the season because then they get into their own conference schedules. It's just another reason why BYU, if they can get into a Power 5 conference, would have you know advantages in terms of that kind of scheduling. Yeah, and then, and then you're looking at uh, that kind of schedule uh, even tougher. And I think the concern there, Trevor, is that next year is an even tougher schedule for BYU. Um, you play Arizona, neutral, but in Arizona, at Utah, UCLA at home, West Virginia neutral uh, at FedEx Field there. So that's tough. And then you play Toledo at Michigan State, Mississippi State at Boise State. <laughs> so if you think 2015 stuff, 2016 stuff, and, and the other thing that's maybe underrated besides fatigue, Trevor, and we're still waiting to hear about certain injuries from BYU, is the injury factor. You play tough teams, you might get hurt. There were some guys, five notable guys, starters, that left the game. Is, is, is this something that maybe BYU has to pull off the pedal just a touch in the future? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. I like the idea that they want to schedule these games because they will be competitive in most of these things. And being competitive, playing exciting football, these games draw eyeballs of recruits. And they can see that they can go to BYU and help put BYU over the top. And I think it's important for what BYU wants to do because BYU needs to recruit nationally in order to get to where they want to go. And these kinds of games get BYU physically on the road in front of those recruits and gets them on TV in a game that's of, of great interest to those recruits. And I think those things are important. You know, I don't blame necessarily the scheduling concept for this. This was just a perfect storm where it just it just all fell apart. Now, I will say this that that you learn. And maybe next year they change the way they practice. Maybe next year instead of working on tackling uh in heavy physical practices the week before a game like this which they did, uh, you know, for this week, they will back it off and say, "Look, our tackling wasn't good." last week, but we need, we'd rather be rested and take our chances with tackling. And so you, you learn things like that with this kind of a schedule. Trevor, so after you uh, had the opportunity to, to really evaluate 
this BYU football team for a month. Uh, where would you put the win expectation now coming off of a, a loss like Michigan? Well, they, the most they can win now in the regular season is 10 games. And I think I think that they could get to, uh, since they've already got two, I think they would lose one, maybe two more. I think, I think a nine-win season um, would be outstanding. A ten-win season would be phenomenal. And they still have some very sneaky, tough games coming up. UConn took Missouri at Missouri to the wire. East Carolina just beat Virginia Tech. Missouri is the two-time defending SEC East champion. And, of course, we all know that Utah State game is always a problematic game. So, so if BYU can turn a 2-2 two and two start into a 9-3 and three season, that would be a, they should get a ton of credit for that. Keep this in mind, too, that as much as it feels horrible after this Michigan, Michigan week, and, and it does feel horrible, coming out of this schedule, if we would have said, okay, we're going to be 2-2 two and two in September, what do you think? How many people it's would good. have said, you know, that'd be all right. We'd be all right on that schedule. I called, I called for two four. in the summer. I said two would be good. Yeah, two and two. The problem is that it just it feels so bad now because of the nature of this second loss. Sure. ESPN's Trevor Maddich is on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, now BYU looks at Connecticut. You mentioned it. Uh, certainly a, a team that played a tough game at Missouri probably should have at least tied that game. They were down three, had a field goal, uh, went for a fake Field goal despite three guys standing in the end zone. Anyway, Connecticut top 25 defense. But for BYU, what do you, what do you want improved the most by BYU Friday versus Connecticut? What do you want to see? I want to see those big receivers play like big receivers. This is something we talked about last week heading into the UCLA game, that those guys are, are really the, not, not the bell cows, but they're the advantage. They're the matchup advantage that BYU has now that Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams both are not there. They need to play like big receivers. They need to fight through the press coverage. They need to fight with their hands through the defensive back's hands and arms to fight into where the ball is when the defensive back has the advantage. They need to come back for that ball and fight for it. I mean, fight for it. I don't mean like, oh, well, let's see if we can make the catch. I mean, fight for it in a hateful fashion. Hateful, meaning if the defensive back is going for that football and it looks like he's going to get it, you have to, you have to hate it that that guy might beat you to that ball. It's one thing to like catching the ball. It's another thing entirely to hate losing out on that catch. And they need to play with that kind of, of hatefulness. And I haven't seen that from them yet as a group. They need to do that because they still have that advantage going forward. But they can't just sort of play the game. They've got to get into it. And keep in mind that when I use the word hateful, I'm referring to that as a style of play. And no, you know, so people that are spraining their, their little thumb hamstrings on Twitter right now saying that we need to hate people, no, that, that, that's thumb not strings. what it is. You know, if that ball's coming in and somebody else looks like they might get it, not you, you need to hate the concept that you will lose out on that ball. And if you want to pick a different word, pick a different word. My thesaurus is kind of thin today. Well, I, yeah, thumb strings is a real thing. Uh, we just discovered that. Trevor, great insight. We appreciate it every Monday. Have a great week, and thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. All right, thanks, guys. That was Trevor Maddich on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. What I learned out of that, thumb strings – 
dumpster are, th- are a thing that exists. I didn't know that before. I told you, man. It doesn't matter if it comes from me, you, or Spencer, or the guests that we have on. No matter what, we always create words here. We always do that. It's something. It's, some, it's, it's, what, it's, it's organic. It's yeah, what it just we, happens. It's what we do, man, because there's <laughs> no – it's like bold predictions kind of. Yeah, on, on which we, we wrote for four on yeah. uh, over the weekend. I was good, man. Yeah, I'm still, about that. I'm, I've won every one so far. Uh, sure you have. What do you want most to <laughs> improve the most by BYU Friday versus Connecticut? Keep the tweets coming. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, Spencer Hadley's thoughts on the Michigan game and what needs to improve this week. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back. Jeremy Jordan, Brian Logan, and Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. For those of you just tuning in, we will send the BYU TV audience to coverage of Elder Richard G. Scott's funeral in Salt Lake City. Near the top of the hour, BYU Radio will carry the entire hour of BYU Sports Nation. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Brian, BYU loses 31-0 at Michigan. The Cougars are 2-2 out of September. BYU hosts UConn Friday night. Coverage begins at 9 Eastern on BYU TV with countdown to kickoff. Cougars in the NFL. Alani Fu had a tackle in the Arizona Cardinals beatdown over my San Francisco 49ers, which I'm probably no longer a uh, fan of. Oh, anymore. come on, man. Uh, 47-7. Uh, it's going to be okay in three seasons. Uh, I would, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sad, sad, sad day for we me. We don't have time to break uh, the Ziggy, Niners game down and no, BYU's no, game. No, no, Ziggy Ansa and uh, had three tackles. Kyle Badnoy had one tackle, and the Lions twenty-four to twelve loss to Denver. Good that Kyle got into a game and uh, is a little healthier. Yeah. Sixth-ranked women's soccer beat Long Beach State two-one Saturday night. Vasconcelos and Madero scored for the Cougars, who are now ranked number four in top drawer soccer's ranking. 10th-ranked women's volleyball lost in four sets at Santa Clara Saturday afternoon, uh, but they will host LMU Tuesday at 9 Eastern on ESPNU. And if you missed it, at the top of the hour, we announced that BYU and East Carolina, which is not this week but next week for BYU, the homecoming game, that's a 7.30 Eastern kick uh, on ESPNU. Now joining us is Spencer Hadley in studio. Spencer, we don't always ask you to come in, but when we do, sometimes BYU loses to Michigan 31-0, and we have to account <laughs> for it. First off, you played for the Raiders. Hearing the 49ers lose, does that mean anything, having kind of been in the Bay Area the last, what, year, year and a half? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a rivalry. It's like yeah. hearing... Brian it's Logan's like, a 49ers fan. Right. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all right, like, <laughs> You know, I, I, tw- I tweeted the other day... Sorry, uh, not you, sorry. You, <laughs> it's, it's all good. I, I tweeted the other day when you and Rob... We're we're playing, and I said, you know, I'm rooting for you guys for the for for you guys, not the Raiders. So, right, you know, I it's always you know, band of uh-huh. brother, even though we didn't get a, a chance to play it together, uh, you know, I always got to. There's definitely a bond. There's a bond. bond. There's definitely a bond. I got to root for Bob. You always Bob, say it. Bob. Bob. Everybody's a Bob <laughs> except for David Nixon. <laughs> oh, so, it's yeah. personal. Yeah, it's always personal with David. Do we have time to go over that story? Or no, is that, uh, no, 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 we that's don't. All, we don't. Commercial. We'll talk <laughs> about that commercial. Okay, where, where do where do you even want to start with BYU in Michigan, Spencer? Ah uh, man, I think the first I, for me the first thing I have to say is we cannot judge this team in the season by this game, and and it as painful as it was to watch, as as hard as it was to see the boys go down like that, we we can't hold them strictly accountable to this game. Uh, I mean, it it is the lowest of lows. It was the lowest of lows. Yeah, and uh, I think. We got to be optimistic in looking at the defense rallying in the second half. Um, they scored 31 points in the first half, and then we shut them out in the second half. I think that's a positive coming out of the game. 
Um, I say just burn I'm, the film, man. I'm searching for. I'm <laughs> searching burn, for more. You're trying, I, you're I trying. can't find them. <laughs> They're just not there. Don't do it, bro. I, think, I know it's digital. Can we don't delete search. it? Yeah, Spencer, do not search. Even if you had navigation, don't go there. <laughs> I, don't do it. I'm with you. There's a regression to the mean. BYU was very competitive against good teams in the first three games. Made right. two great plays. Calm, lucky, calm, skill, whatever. It doesn't matter. BYU right. won the first two. Played against a very good UCLA team who whooped Arizona. Right. Uh, playoff, mm-hmm. dark horse. We'll see. Right. Okay, so moving forward, what, what is BYU then? If they're not Michigan, what, what are they in your opinion? And who see, are they? And see, I don't know because I think, I think if you go back and I know you're just like, oh, if we played this week versus this, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, it, do it with me for a second. If you go back and we take the team that we saw playing against UCLA, which is a solid team. We yep. saw that as they, as they routed Arizona, you know, and, and if you take the BYU team that you saw against UCLA and you pitch them against Michigan, we're having a completely different conversation here tonight, today, tonight. <laughs> it is dark in here. It's it is dark. It is dark. You, that night, it, no during the game, it was night. Which was day. Well. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm lost, it's you know. Whatever. Listen, we're all flustered out of that game. Yeah. Regardless, let's get back to the game. <laughs> If we see that team versus Michigan, it's a, it's a completely different conversation. And I think we have a great team, and, and we have a very talented team. That you're never going to play 100% every game, every right. week. You, know? you, you hope that your low games aren't as low as ours was. But you, know, that you do have to account for the fact that we played three very tough games. Uh, several, two of them were on the road. You know, it's just... It's difficult. It's difficult to show up every week, and I think something that BYU has always struggled with a little bit is depth. Mm-hmm. We don't typically have great depth because of the mission situation. We send guys, and, and you almost lose two classes with with the mission because the guys that just come back typically aren't ready to jump in and and help out right away, and so it. It presents an it's an issue, and I think that it's it's been an issue for a long time is the lack of depth, and I think it it kind of showed. It, it we were exposed in this Michigan game. Some, something that's interesting, man. I, I thought about the same thing. I said if if this defense uh, and and this team played the way they played against UCLA against Michigan, what would the outcome be? And then I started to to really dive deeper into. Uh, the style that Michigan plays in, in the Big Ten Conference, and you look at the different body types. You know, you you have UCLA who are athletic, they're talent, they're fast, quicker, shiftier guys. Then you have Michigan and the Big Ten who are just corn-fed dudes, big boys, just big yeah, big yeah. boys. And, and you can speak to this more than me because you played against you know the Wisconsin's more of the bigger schools than, than I did. But but I, I I'm really <laughs> five. Oh, I got five right. in. Five. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if there if there would have been a difference just because of the matchup issues, right? I, I do believe. It, it's, let's focus on the defense. Mm. But I do believe that Coach Mendenhall and his scheme, right? We he he can put together things where talent, speed, overall athleticism may not matter as much, right? And, right. and, 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 and the defense can do some great things to uh, capitalize on, on the schemes. But when you look at uh, Michigan's scheme, which is, hey, you know exactly where I'm running. Right. I, I have this wing back here on the left-hand left side. Oh, and I'm pulling two guards, and I have a, a lead fullback. Just stop me. Right. I'm, I'm almost wondering if, if, you know, how BYU could match up with that just as far as the, the personnel. 
And that's a good point because something that we did see in this game, if we're going to dive into it, we might as well, mm-hmm. is we were pretty much dominated on the line of scrimmage on both ends, both yep. sides. And uh, you, it's very difficult, I'll say, to, to win the game. We'll talk about the offense for a second, then we'll get back to the defense like you were. It's difficult as an offense to be consistent and, and sustain a drive when a defense is able to rush three and get pressure on your quarterback. There was a sack yeah. with rush three one Exactly. Time. And I thought, wow, that told me everything. Exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah. And, and so it's, 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 it's extremely hard to sustain a drive, to move the ball, when the defense is able to rush three and then drop eight. And, and, you know, it, it made our, our big receivers who we love and we can target and they're great players, it made them almost a non-factor because they were just able to surround yeah, them, yeah. just choke them out, and you know, like a weed. And a lot of times, too. Right, right. And, and, and several times one-on-one. And, and, you know, they had some great athletes in their, in their corners and that, you know, caused some issues, too. But then for our defense, we, I mean – it just—it just—it just looked—it just looked like it's just tough to it, talk it, about. It, it's tough because there was there are some there are some plays where it's just like okay that's that's just a blown assignment right there. That's just a guy not keeping gap integrity. It's a guy not uh, using his leverage, not being in the rush lanes. There was times like that, but then there's other times where everybody was in the right gap in the right position. Everybody knew their assignments, right. but guys were just getting blown off. And so right. to me as a player and even as an analyst, I looked at that game and I said. You know, those guys are just straight up better, you know, from from a, a talent and maybe a matchup uh, perspective, right? I got bigger, stronger, corn-fed guys that I'm just going to knock you off the ball. Yeah. So it doesn't matter about your quickness, your scheme, your talent, uh, whatever the case is. Because at this point right now, the type of football that we play, Smash Mouth, my strength is going to beat speed and athleticism every day, oh, every time. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it just seemed like... It just seemed like we didn't have an answer. Michigan was doing what they do, and we just didn't have an answer. It was like a ship with too many holes, and uh, it, it was. That and was, we watched it sink. And we watched it. And it was it. painful. It was. So where do you go? It, it if wasn't you're slow this, either. It was kind of quick. Yeah. yeah, it was the first half. <laughs> it was so, pretty. And that that brings us to this week and our Twitter question, which is, what do you want improved the most by BYU Friday versus Connecticut? Man. You can say it's everything. Like everything. <laughs> it's just like... Uh, Where does it start? Yeah, if you, I, if you're, well, you're, you're coming in on Monday, right? You're coming in today. Yeah. And, and, you know, what are you thinking as a, as a leader, as a captain? What are you trying to focus on individually as a as I think a if I come in as a player, as a leader, as a captain, like you're asking, and, and I come into that team room, I'm going to say, okay, we're going to go in with the coaches. We're going to watch the film. We're going to correct our mistakes, the things that that we could have controlled. I mean, sometimes, it's like you said, sometimes you have to realize when you're playing a sport, like the Division One, if you're in the NFL, or high school, what, if you're playing a sport, you have to realize that there's guys on the other side of the ball practicing almost just as many times as you are. Mm-hmm. They're working almost just as hard as you are. Hopefully not as hard. Hopefully you're working harder. Right. But, but they're, you know, these, these are guys that are they're scholarship athletes. They're, you know, if it's in the NFL, they're getting paid. They're working their tail off to – to master their craft the same way you are. Yep. So there are plays you're going to get beat. Mm-hmm. You're just going to get beat. But you got to go to the film, you got to look at the mistakes, you got to eliminate them, and then you got to burn the film. There there are some times where Delete. you just you learn what you can <laughs> from it and then you got to burn the film and move on. 
and, and realize, look, we got beat. That's, that's not us. That's not going to be us. I think if, if I've got to pick, where do we start to really move forward? We, we have to be more physical at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Our offensive line has got to dominate, and, and our defensive line cannot get dominated the way that they did. Great stuff. Can you stick around for another segment? Absolutely. Okay. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jerem Jordan, Brian Logan, Spencer Hadley in Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation Live, you can catch the rebroadcast. The re-re. If it's a rebroadcast of the rebroadcast, it's a re-rebroadcast. That's right. Weeknight, 6 Eastern on BYU TV. BYU Hoops is just around the corner. Finally, basketball is here. It's actually good news this week. we get things started tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation with BYU Basketball Media Day, head coach Dave Rose, Kyle Collinsworth, Jerem Jordan's best friend, Chase Fisher, and Jordan Chapman all join us on the show tomorrow. I didn't know we were BFFs. I can't mm-hmm. wait, though, mm-hmm. for him to come in. Yeah. Our Twitter question is, what do you want improved the most by BYU Friday versus Connecticut? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Spencer Hadley joining us for another segment. Fantastic. So this week, uh, BYU turns the page to Connecticut on Friday. Better to have a Friday game than a Saturday game just to get it out of your system. Less prep. But what do you think? Uh, I don't th- well, maybe as a player, it's like, oh, let's get this over with. Yeah. Give me, give me back in the game. Yeah. Let me put the pads on and hit somebody else because that was ugly. But um, I mean, maybe as a coach, you'd probably want a Saturday game because you're like, that more was embarrassing. I need a few more. If you, if, if, <laughs> let me get another day to get that one out of the. If you win, the system. If, if BYU wins, <clears throat> uh, and this is any, this doesn't pertain to Saturday. But if you win on a Saturday game and you have a Friday game, would you want it to be Saturday because you because you won? And you're not really trying. You're not really itching to get back out there. No, I, I mean, by that point for me as a player, and maybe it was different for you, but as a player for me, it was like by the time Friday or Saturday came around, it's like you're ready, you're ready. whatever. Let's play. Yeah. When, when are you I'm ready sick in of a practice? Week? At what point during the week are you like, I want to play right now? Um, definitely not Monday. I would say, <laughs> I would say Thursday. You're just battered. Depending on depending on the week prior and where you're at in the season, I would say. Step Thursday is, yeah. is kind of the day. You could play every week on Thursday. Depending on the game that you played mm-hmm. the week before, if it was an extremely physical game. Like Air Force? No, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to play yeah, Sunday. Like, me, <laughs> you're, you're asking to play <laughs> on Sunday. Saturday night yes. at 11.30, yes. right? Let me, yeah. mm-hmm. No, but uh, just it just depended on the week, I guess, and and how you how you fared coming out of the game. If you were, you know significantly banged up then you're like eh, I could yeah. use another day towards, towards the end of the season too you're, you're you you kind of want that extra that extra yeah. day it, it helps but it's like but mentally I think you are a little bit more prepared you're going in and and it just with coach Mendenhall man it just sucks because it's like when when <laughs> when teams start to taper down he like starts he, <laughs> he ramps, he it, ramps up. it up I'm like bro it's Thursday so, so this week is tougher than you know the first four weeks you're saying he, he ramps it up because well, UConn is well, not well, like anything well, for the week. The first four weeks for the week. Yeah. For the week, I feel like it's ramped up, which is weird. Well, what do you mean? What's ramped up? Just the preparation, the practice. So, I, so which is weird. I feel like you come in Monday and you're a little bit sluggish because of the because of the previous game. You work Especially out when you lose. Yeah, yeah, right. That makes it even worse. You work out some of the kinks Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Those are your tough install days. Thursday Put the should pads be a little on, bit. Yeah, you get in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially last week. Yeah, 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 yeah. bloodbath. Yeah. It's, it's a grind. Yep. Yeah, those days are a grind. It is. And then Thursday is you just have your helmets on. You're just kind of recapping. You know, it should be like I'm just scratching. I'm just. I'm just. 
I'm just following up, right, right. on a few things. But right. no, it's like, because, you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> I just, we were going 60, now we're going 100. We got a, a walkthrough, which is really a run-through. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. you, you don't ever walk. No, never. Ever, period. Mm-hmm. And then you've got pre-practice, which is basically it's a practice. segment of practice, <laughs> practice but they call it pre-practice Don't because they think that we're not that smart i guess it's, for, it's really for the ncaa <laughs> right when they, right when, so when they NCAA, don't get in trouble yeah. when it's like wait a minute why is your practice why is, five yeah, hours why long? do you guys have yeah, two yeah, practices yeah, exactly yeah. and then you got practice and then i mean who knows oh and then afterwards we're yeah, talking it, about practice it, de- right? it, yeah. it depends on what you do at practice if you win practice or not <laughs> if you have another practice yeah, i'm totally confused yeah. on the practice schedule right now yeah. that's yeah. all yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay maybe it's just the, a lot of practice and maybe the good news for BYU right now is okay 2 and 2 out of september you got two quality wins yes the fourth one stunk but you have four straight at home what kind of difference is that going to make for this BYU team well it's always good when you win at home and that's something traditionally that BYU has been good at and proud of, is winning at home and being strong at home, being difficult to come into – it's difficult to come into Lavelle Edwards Stadium and, and leave with a win. And if you do, it's – you're bleeding from the nose. You're, you know – Florida State took some grass with them. Yeah. That's it, how many, much it yeah. meant to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's difficult to come into Lavelle Edwards Stadium and get a win. And so I think knowing that – and Coach Mendenhall is the type that we win at home. We protect ours. We yep. win at home. And, and I think that that will be a key point. That will be something that he uses to, hey, look, you know, we win at home, defend home, and uh, it will be something that they talk about, something that the team knows. Because, I mean, it's, it's like anything. You, you protect, you protect I, your that, own. Must that's protect this house. That's an interesting exactly. point, though. That, that's 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 how you can turn the page, right? Right. That's that's because it's like, what now? Where do you go from here? As what do you player, have to fight for now? Right. You, exactly. You, what do you do? You know. well, well, it's like, hey, we got this these four home games coming up, and he always does that. I mean, yeah. I don't know if fans know that during camp, you know, Lavelle comes in, or we'll go and do you know special type of uh, you know uh, things like uh, workshops or whatever in in the stadium, right. and he tries to show us the significance of winning. Like, hey, you don't lose here. You know, you this is you will be frowned upon if you if you yeah. lose here. And that's yeah. regardless of where you're at in the season. And there's a lot on the line still. I know BYU's lost two near six, not a possibility, but there's still an opportunity to win nine, ten, eleven is kind of crazy. Talk to me a little bit, but nine or ten games, it would be a good season. And prepare Tanner Mangum for an even tougher schedule in twenty sixteen. But as always, great stuff. We appreciate the time. Your Raiders are what? Are they two and one right now? Two and one. Two and one. Hey, I think we gotta get to break. <laughs> Brian's like, let's get out of here, man. Go, man. We appreciate you coming on. Thanks for sharing your opinion. Appreciate that. Thanks sir. for having me. Our Twitter question What do you want improved the most by BYU Friday versus Connecticut? Keep the tweets coming. Coming up, you see me whip. I see you, Adam Hina. This is BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU loses 31-0 at Michigan. The Cougars are 2-2 two two out of September. BYU hosts UConn Friday night. Coverage begins at 9 Eastern on BYU TV with countdown to kickoff. The kick time and TV network have been announced for the ECU game on October 15th. Make it the, game, the 10th. October 10th. Oh, October 10th. Yeah. Uh, the game kicks at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPNU. And ESPN's bowl projections are out. Mark Schlebaugh has the Cougars in the Vegas nice. Bowl versus Cal, while Brett McMurphy has BYU at the Hawaii Bowl versus Houston. 
Cougars in the NFL. Lonnie Fua had a tackle in the Arizona Cardinals, 47-7, shellacking over Brian Logan's San Francisco 49ers. Hey. Reggie Ansah had three tackles, and Kyle Vannoy had a tackle. And the Lions, 24-12, lost to Denver. Soccer. 10th-ranked women's volleyball, uh, or, sorry, uh, Soccer. There you go. Sixth ranked women soccer. <laughs> soccer. Uh, beat Long, Long Beach State two to one Saturday night. Uh, um, Vasconcelos. Vasconcelos. That, that's a harder name. That is very hard. And Maderios. That, was that a good one? Maderos. Yeah. Maderos. I said Maderios. Uh, scored for the Cougars, who are now ranked number four in top or soccer's rankings. Women's Volleyball. Tenth ranked Cougars lost in four sets at Santa Clara Saturday afternoon. BYU hosts LMU Tuesday at 9 Eastern on ESPNU. Jimmer! Jimmer Fredette and the San Antonio <laughs> Spurs kick off their NBA season preparations today with their media day. Golf. It's wearing the number 16. The women's golf team tees off today at the Rose City Classic. The Classic go- will go through tomorrow. Future guests, tomorrow's BYU Basketball Media Day. So Dave Rose, Kyle Collinsworth, Chase Fisher, and Jordan Chapman will be in studio. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. It goes to Johnny Linehan, 11 punts. He was a bright spot for BYU on Saturday. Johnny. Her Twitter question, what do you want to improve the most by BYU Friday versus UConn? Here's the elite tweet of the day. That never gets old. At Neil Early. I want to see them play with emotion, a killer instinct, the eye of the tiger, play with the sense of urgency. Wow. Yes. That is a good elite tweet of the day. Thanks to Trevor Maddox, Spencer Hadley, and our crew. Shows on demand on BYUSN.com. For Brian M. Jerem, shout out to John Betham. BYU Sports Nation is back at it tomorrow on noon Eastern. That's about as tough a show as we're going to do all season. Yeah, that was that's pretty tough. I'm coming back tomorrow. Maybe.